Welcome to the Music of America podcast, where every week we visit a different state in America and meet a different guest in the music industry. Every day, Monday through Friday, we begin in Alabama and we end in Wyoming. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. Let's talk music here on the Music of America. And the Music of America podcast continues in San Juan, California. We're going to visit with the Chicken Fried Cats. You heard that right, the Chicken Fried Cats. And we're going to talk about them and that name after I talk to you about my custom-made, handmade acoustic guitar. I've named her Margaret. Has the tonal quality of a certain name brand high-end guitar. This baby fits my hand perfectly with her mahogany neck. Glides easily when I play it. But what I love most is that low-end sustain. Well, she was built for me by Joe Mendel of Joe Mendel's Frets, one of our sponsors here at the Music of America, a maple bridge, maple fretboard, and a veneer zircoat headstock. I think the spruce body, though, is what really gives it its resonance and its sustain. Just beautiful looking, beautiful sounding guitar. I had to name her after my girlfriend because she's beautiful, too. Custom made from Joe Mendel's Frets. He'll make one for you. Just get in touch with him at joemendelsfrets.com. Let's jump into this, gentlemen. We are with a band I've been wanting to talk to for a long time just because of the name, the Chicken Fried Cats. And uh, Captain, why don't you introduce the band? Hi there. I'm Captain Kittens, or Ian Ileson. Uh, write songs, play the acoustic guitar, sing. And then I got to my left, I got my boy Breach, and he plays the Telecaster, custom Telecaster we had built for the group. I got Pat Cassidy back there. He thumps the bass. And we've got Eric Bennett here. He's our master percussionist. Um, we're missing Larry. He's our pedal steel guy, but uh, this is the core group for right now. Gotcha. And Larry, Larry's Larry Tracy. That's correct. Okay. So it's quite a group. How did you meet and what the hell are chicken fried cats? <laughs> well, uh, Breeshan over here was playing in a group called Tyler Foot Walkers. Uh, it's kind of a blues group, has a great harmonica player. And he was, I, I saw them play. I got invited to play the same little benefit for a local bar. We both played. I saw the Walkers play, and I thought Breeshan was a hell of a player. I went and told him so. And I was like, you know, I, I want to start a country band. I just feel like there's a hole in the scene here, and we need one. And he was like, well, I'm a chicken picker. You know, I'm the only chicken picker in this town. And I was like, well, <laughs> then you're the guy I need to talk to. And, and then it took a handful of months till we met. We actually hung out and played. We did one sit down. We played a little bit. And I didn't hear from the dude in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I ran into him again at a festival for Halloween and said hi. We chatted a little bit. And then he calls me up and says, let's do this. And you write the songs, right, Captain? You write most of your music? Uh, at this point, pretty much all of it. Okay. Yeah. And how'd the name come about, the chicken fried cats? Because I like chicken fried steak. And I don't like cats. I've got a sponsor called Kitty's Litter Box, and my whole tagline on there is I don't like cats. <laughs> we call our rehearsal space, we call it the the litter box. Oh, how funny. <laughs> well, since you spoke up first then, Eric, right? Eric? Yeah. How did how did you tie in with these guys? You know, I've been playing with them for about a year. I think they he'll probably he might tell you they went through a uh, a couple of fits, uh, emotional uh, issues with other drummer drummers, mm -hmm. and so finally found a good stable one that can actually play country music the way they probably need it. That's why I'm glad that, uh, I, they found me about a year ago. Uh, and I got to say, this is audio only, so people can't see this, but I dig that hat so much. I've got that hat, <laughs> or, or almost exactly that hat. It's so cool. 
we probably all have quite the uh, cowboy hat collection. Oh, yeah, we're definitely collecting. <laughs> we just yeah. we just got our LLC filed, so now we're going to start writing them off. I got you. <laughs> Y'all look so young, Pat. You look like you're closest to my age. You might be about 10 or 12, 15 years younger than me. So why don't you <laughs> lean, lean in a little bit and tell us what kind of bass you play? What kind of bass or what kind of bass? Do you play a stand-up or do you play electric? Fender Precision Electric. Okay, so you're an electric bass, yeah. See? Do, you, do you ever play around with the five-string at all? Oh, yeah, yeah. I have one, and I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody I've talked to, man, they said once they go to the five-string, they never go back. As long as you can remember that that's a B and not an E. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And I guess, uh, Brishan, we got to talk to you because you got a custom-made telly. We had a little conversation briefly before we started the show. I've been in search for the perfect telly for about 20 years, and I hate them all. And I oh. finally got one at Christmas. But you've got a custom. I've played a couple of custom tellies that I love, but I just didn't want to spend that money. Tellers are weird, man. They There's a lot of tellies on the shop, same here, that I just couldn't stand. And I think that the nature of the guitar, um, at least Telecasters, is they don't hide mistakes, naturally. Right. Um, and they usually do not run, at least they don't run as hot as pickups as what we're doing right now. What that does when a Telecaster pickup is not as hot, it loses a lot of bounce, what I call like trampoline points. It's the modern Tele sound is not very 20, I would say. It's very bouncy. It's a more full sound now. It, it has a lot more frequencies going on in the pickup. So pull-offs, yada, yada. There's, there's more going on yeah. with the pickup itself, and you don't have to work as hard. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Um, but you hit it first right at the, what I hated most about the telly was it's so unforgiving. It's not, it's not forgiving and you have to work really hard. Yeah. So when I went into this guitar um, for a long time, I was running hot pickups and I'm in, I'm debate. I'm in debate right now uh, whether or not I should go back to hot, but what's happening with the guitar right now is I'm running vintage pickups. It was a, it was a hard decision but it's four grand, but the guitar, at least at first, for the first two weeks, it's still hard to play. It's, 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 it is unforgiving at times, especially when the strings get a little dead. Um, that being said, when it's right in the pocket, it, it's giving me that honky-tonk sound. So yeah. Yeah, it's, it costs four grand, but I found that uh, pickups that aren't hot just don't give you a lot of room to make mistakes. It doesn't hide you. Gotcha. Now, Captain, you play an acoustic, correct? Yeah, that's right. You play Martin, you play a Fender. What do you do? Uh, Yamaha? Currently, I mostly play a Guild. Okay. <laughs> yeah, a relatively new one. I think it's like a 2014 or something. Uh huh. So, <laughs> where do your songs come from, Captain? You say you write all the music right now, and, and we're going to listen to a few of them. Love Like a Man is the first one, and the, the title kind of got me or got me like uh, love like a man okay no that's different if this is in a prison so let's just <laughs> well we're definitely not in a prison and I, I hope i never am in one i might change i might change my tune so that's speak. right so to speak <laughs> <laughs> so um where did it come from and well in that song i don't uh, it started out i think i think i was just driving around one day and i was like just love like a man came up and, and I was like, huh, that could be a, that could be a good idea. And I was like, 
what does that look like? What does that sound like? And I just sort of stewed on it for a while. And then one day it just sort of flowed out. I don't know. I, I think it's, it's mostly just kind of a recognition that there is a certain kind of love that is in that masculinity expresses and it doesn't, it's not always the soft and cuddly side of it. It's the hard work. It's the staying up late. It's the being there when things aren't easy. It's whooping an ass when you got to whoop an ass. It's I, I always refer to that other type as the Alan Alda Phil Donahue type. Not that that's a bad thing. No, it's know? important, you know, and, and, and it's pretty manly, I think, to be able to be comfortable with that also, as long as you gentleness is meaningful if you're a brute. Right. Otherwise, otherwise it's just you're kind of harmless. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to give a listen to the first song here. It's called Love Like a Man. And uh, come back. We'll talk a little bit. We'll talk. We'll talk bad about Larry because he's not there. How's that? That sounds fine. <laughs> okay. He won't wear a cowboy hat, so he deserves it. <laughs> we're in San Juan, California, with the chicken fried cats, and the first song we're going to play from them is a song called "Love Like a Man." There's talk abounding. About how love is letting go Well how the hell does a snowflake think it knows Love walks through a fire When it's down to the wire Love sucks sometimes But that's just the way it goes But it'll hold you down Whichever way she blows so when you see your brother stumble, you reach down and help him stand. When you see your nice need whooping, raise your hand. And when push comes to shove, and they make you prove your love, show Shining rainbows tickled my tank too. But when storm clouds form, what are you gonna do? Just cause it's easy doesn't make it right. Now love keeps watch all through night and it chops the wood. Before the morning light So when you see your brother stumble You reach down, help him stand But when you see your nice need whooping Raise your hand And when push come to shove
hard to tell sometimes when you're on the path. When love is like a complicated man, ain't always pleasant. It ain't always fun. No love dies on both sides of the gun. But when times get tough, it sure as hell don't run. So when you see your brother stumble, you reach down and help him stand. Or when you see your nice need whooping, you raise your hand. And when push comes to shove, Love Like a Man with the Chicken Fried Cat from North San Juan, California. I learned it was North San Juan and not San Juan. And we'll talk a little bit more about location and how the boys all got to where they got and how they got there after we talk about Landry Amps. We've all done this. We've all done this. We find that perfect tone you're looking for. And then the club owner comes up and says, hey, could, could you turn it down a little bit? Because it's, it's kind of loud, right? Or something like that. So you got to change that which you've spent all night trying to achieve, that tone, you know, that perfect sweet spot tone. Well, introducing the Lexi from Landry Amps. It's a quality boutique that has 100 watts of vintage Plexi circuit at its core. With a rhythm crunch channel, a boosted lead channel, digital reverb, tube buffered effects loop, depth control, and an awesome voice switch. Each channel has its own gain and master control, but share the EQ. This Landry amp has more gain than a Plexi, everywhere from a whisper to concert-level volumes, and is designed to be played at those lower volumes. And you know what I mean? That, that heavy martial tone, it used to require tons of volume to get that quality of tone. You can achieve that now with the lesser volume without the tonal loss. Check it out. At Landry Amps, they have a YouTube channel where you can go and hear all the Landry Amps or check them out online, www.landryamps.com. So how did, are you all from now? Are you all from North San Juan now? I'm not. I, I mean, I'm I'm from Texas originally. Oh, okay. And then I lived in Washington State for about 10 years. Then I moved back to Texas. And then I hitchhiked around and lived all over for another decade and then moved out here. Uh, Pat, how about you? Bay Area. The Bay Area? Okay. Yeah, been up here in Nevada City, which is North San Juan's little sister city. Oh. (laughs) Slightly bigger sister. (laughs) (laughs) How about you, Eric? Where are you from? I live right here in Nevada City, California. We're all, North San Juan's probably about 10 miles from here. Okay. Okay. Grass Grass Valley, California is kind of the bigger, a little bit bigger burg. It's got 22,000 people there. Nevada oh. City's got like less than 3,000. And San Juan got less than that. San Juan got 1,000. And I live up in Pike. I think we have like 150. Oh, wow. <laughs> 2,000. 
<laughs> so no, it's not two thousand. Just two, two just people two, there. Yeah, just two people, <laughs> and their got, brother and sister. But it's got a sign that says "Welcome to" and "Thank you for visiting." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are now entering and leaving. <laughs> and uh, Brishan, what about you? Are you from, are you from there too, or originally? Or I've been in every state at least once, except for Hawaii and uh, Alaska. But uh, I, I guess I I like to say I'm from here. It's been about. Yeah. Five, six years. Okay. Uh, County is my home. You were born yeah. in Germany, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was born in Germany, just outside of Berlin. My mama, oh, wow. but my mama flew me out <clears throat> the moment I popped out. <laughs> <laughs> Straight into the bag. Yeah. Well, right in the bag. Checked in. Plane. It was much cheaper that and way. And he had a guitar yeah. in his hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who has the most musical experience? out of the four of you since again we can't can't bring larry into this because you know he couldn't be here tonight but uh well, probably oh, we can, we, we can include would his answer it would have been larry <laughs> yeah it's larry yeah he's old he's old bay area he's been around since the 60s and he lived in austin and played a lot and oh yeah yeah he's definitely the most experienced you know he's i always our senior member i sure. always bring up bands i'm like this band is really cool commander cody and he's like i just just discovered him he's like Dude, I, I was there at their first gig. I gave him a ride to my band. Like, I really like Dale Watson. He's like, oh, Dale Watson asked me to tour with him in Europe, but I, I had other gigs with my other bands. No I, kidding. Well, that's something. Yeah. He's a rock star. Yeah, he's pretty awesome. Yeah. And he, he did the Austin thing. Was, did he do Austin when Austin was cool? Or? In the 90s, yeah, he was down yeah. there. Okay, yeah, yeah. It was pretty cool. I hung out there for a while. I hung up there right till it stopped being cool, which was, in my opinion, the introduction of the smartphone killed it. I I have heard that from so many people. You know, it's on the street having a blast the first couple times, and then the smartphone showed up, and people just stopped interacting. And it used to be such a social, fun place to be. I went. I took my best friend for his 60th birthday to Austin, and he was sad because he fell in love with Austin back in the late 80s, early 90s. He was oh, going to live there. He was going to buy a house in Sam Lake Sam Houston. You know, that's how much he loved that place. And we went back and it's like, it's it's just not the same. It was really, it was really eye-opening. It was my only experience to Austin. So I I loved it. I had a great time. We sat in a so cool. guitar. We said, yeah, we went to a music shop and sat there and played music for hours. So, you know. <laughs> so when you guys get together, what, once a, once a week, twice a week? How often? We, we practice every Wednesday. Or every as, Wednesday. As much as we can, anyway. And Sometimes what do you say? What do you usually work on? Do you work on new stuff or do you work on like we did? I get stoned before work last week and we just tore it up, man. That was great. But then when we tried to do don't go to Reno, we fell apart. So is that what you guys do or? Definitely. If it's, if it's dry, if there's like a real moment where something clearly needs work, we'll bring it up. Uh Um, A lot of times recently we've been working on new material. We've been trying to get some covers and also some newer songs that I wrote that are slightly less dirty than the majority of my material. Because <laughs> uh, we're, we're getting we're getting a lot of offers for daytime kind of event gigs and and also a little crit- you know a little bit of like I wouldn't say criticism exactly, but a little bit of apprehension about <laughs> the crassness of the lyrical content. Grown-ups, not kids, you know. It's like <laughs> if they want you to play at the farmers market or at the book fair or something, you can't really go in and play with the same set that you're playing on a Saturday night at a honky tonk. Exactly. Yeah, I get it. Working on it. working on getting that balance achieved. <laughs> <laughs> but mostly we worked on we worked on 
the you know, I, I wrote a bunch of tunes. I, I wrote a bunch of tunes for this group, and we still have quite a bit. And so, and and the scene around here is three hour sets. I was going to ask that. So you, you got to go three to four, three to five. Yeah, and so we're we're putting a bunch of we have a lot of material, and so we had to just learn all that material and keep it keep it flowing. So that was yeah. a good portion of the first year or the last year, and now we're starting to get in some new stuff and new material. Now you said you do a lot of covers, and we a cover. We oh, no, I thought you said you did. We're learning we're some right now. Working on a lot. Okay, well, then where I'm going with that is uh, covers, the type of covers you do kind of identify the type of band that you are. Is well, you're from New Orleans, so. Well, from New Orleans, but I spent a lot of time. He spent a lot of time. Yeah, right, right. Sorry. So he's trying to push Western Swing stuff on us right now. Okay. Push it on you, really? <laughs> well, just so yeah. you know, Ian, Ian, I'm a Saints fan. Okay. Oh, I've yeah. got my I've got my number 23 uh Thomas jersey that I wear every Sunday. Nice. So who that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At practice, you come in and say, Okay, guys, today we gotta work on this, but I brought these three songs, or I brought this one song, or I brought all of these songs. How does that unfold? It's a less organized than that. I mean, I usually show up and they're like, What should we do? Hey, check out this new song I wrote. And then we we kind of as soon as I start playing it, everybody starts trying to play along to it. And so we get a, the first seed of that. And then maybe if somebody's missing, it's like, okay, well, let's work on this other, you know, this other song that we haven't worked on so much yeah. uh, or play through just specific parts. It's a good time to work with just one or two members, like rhythm section stuff, or then, you know, then the melody guys have their space to work on what, you know, their yeah. elaborate <laughs> voicing. Yeah. Eric I, one. Eric, I hear a lot of drummers say that it begins with rhythm. It begins with the drum. That oh, yeah. uh, you might have an idea, Captain. You might have an idea for a song, but if you don't have that foundation, and if you're not locked in with Pat on that rhythm, then the song just falls apart. So, do you have like maybe the first input after you know after Ian brings in a song? You know, I think uh, I'm always listening it right away. I think there's always a certain familiarity to uh, what Ian's writing and what he, what he brings. And uh, I think we're having a pretty good time um, meeting, finding those, finding those, those rhythmic patterns together. Um, but it's like uh, also, you know, certainly I'm one of those guys that play for the song. So uh, I'm really pushing to understand what it is that he, what aspect of that he wants to feature, but there, I think the cats kind of have a sound now. I think we've kind of forged a bit of a sound. So I think people kind of would say, oh, that sounds like chicken fried cats. And I think some of that's rhythmic, um, but it, a lot of it is just, you know, this interpretation that I'm trying to do. Uh, with, I'm trying to, you know, be all ears and listen to what he wants behind the song. That's really what I try to do. Yeah, a lot of time, a lot of time it starts with Brescian and I, because we also do a duo gig. Oh, okay. I introduce material with him a lot of times and he we kind of work it out. He okay. comes up with some basic guitar melodies for fills and solos and stuff. And then that's usually when yeah, we bring it to the rest of the band. Of, yeah, that's always a part of it. I mean, yeah. rhythmically, these guys are really, I think I'm able to be in tune with what they're laying down rhythmically when they bring it to us. And it's generally pretty uh, kind of a structured thing that we feel together. So Ian, with you and Brishan, then since you guys do a thing together, you might come in with a song that's mostly done already anyway. That's how it started. Uh, the first two sets, me and Ian had 
pretty much worked out. So uh -huh. it was already done. Uh, uh, we might have messed around with it a little bit over time. That happens with every band. But uh, an idea was 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 done for the first two sets. Gotcha. Already a bunch of guitar things, and uh, Ian worked out a lot of things on his acoustic guitar. Uh, and later on, yeah, it evolves. Ian uh, just ditched a pick. He's not playing with a pick right now. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah, he's... I was back and forth. But I think the pick makes it, it, it's not really, it doesn't come naturally to me. I stopped playing with a pick for a long time uh -huh. and developed like a very kind of unique finger style slash pan strum. It's almost, it's like almost like a claw hammer. Oh, really? Technique. Yeah. There's and a, there's a duet that we follow up here in Vermont, Dwight and Nicole, and Dwight does a lot of that. He does everything's with his thumb. Yeah. It's a lot of thumb and like hit it with my fingers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I also do some, some finger picking and things like that and like hand rolls and stuff like that and yeah i stopped playing the pick because i just felt like it i don't know it it shoehorned me into a rhythmic feel that wasn't really what i was trying to build in this group i wanted something with a more laid back bumping on the back of a tailgate feel yeah yeah uh, a big ass swinging kind of feel you know and that the pick makes it a little more rigid yeah know, what's anxious. funny is uh he stopped using a pick and I started because I've been uh, oh. <laughs> uh well I've been on the hunt trying to get to a uh, thumbpick forever because I got to get almost a year's lesson from uh Johnny Highland. If you oh, know yeah. who that is, he's one of the baddest pickers in the world, man. Uh -huh. yeah. Nashville. He he is a savant of the telecaster. Uh and he has amp issues. Uh, he he has a weird cellular nonsense going on with his hands. Oh, uh, wow. so he had to stop using a pick, so he switched to what Fred Mason does, and he uses a thumb pick now, and mm. he just uses a Fred Kelly thumb picks, so you can al alternate pick with him. And he told me forever, Bree, like the, you know, the finger style is cool, and it's not uncommon. There's a lot of chicken pickers who just use fingers, and it's fine. Yeah. Uh, but you should really try this thumb pick thing. Tell him about your nails. Uh, well, I'm <laughs> trying to tell him. I got really long. He's, working on he's got hands. vampire hands. I, vampire yeah. hands. I love well, it. They kept, they kept breaking, so now I have to go to the salon. Put your hand up there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm I mean, always, well, it's manicures. I'm always having manicures. It. He's, like, he's like, oh, shit, I broke a nail. We got to do a rush. Yeah, salon. No, no, that's not <laughs> exactly what I'm saying. I'm not shitty nut. I broke a nail. Yeah, yeah. On the way to the gig, I told him we have to go to the salon, and they never speak English, so I'm in there for like Hi, Greens. No, that's what they all say. Hi, Greens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> had you uh, had you ever heard that story about Stevie Ray? He was playing someplace and Callus popped off on one of his fingers. Yeah. And he grabbed Callus oh. and super glued it back in place. Of course. That's yeah. So he just keep playing. Super glue. There's nothing super glue can't fix. That that's a, tape. <laughs> well, duct tape just gets in the way. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know about duct tape. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. Let's talk about this next song. I get stoned before work. Now, where I I had my own business, okay, and and I don't get stoned, but I could. But you know, I I don't get stoned. But get when I sold my business, then I worked for another company. You couldn't because they did random drug testing. So how do you get stoned before work? And what the hell is that all about in that song? 
Well, I refuse to get a job with <laughs> random drug testing. That's just how it goes. I mean, and I've done I've done lots of things, but you know, I haven't worked a standard job for another person in 15 years. I was traveling street musician for damn near a decade. Yeah. And then now I'm a, a funny farmer. And uh and <laughs> that's how I've been making it, although that's going to hell. So hopefully music is Real, you know, the real time music is the next step. Well, I want to talk about that and the direction the cats are going and the trajectory of the cats as each of you see them. But I want to play the song right now because we're talking about getting stoned before work. And I, I want people to hear it. It's a fun song. Okay. <laughs> so we're with the chicken fried cats in North San Juan, California. And this song is called I Get Stoned Before Work. Who 
gives me guts It won't be pretty It probably won't be nice So better hope I'm flush with dope Or somebody's gonna cry Like it's done Before I go to work Like it's done That's how I handle Looking at you jerks For thinking that y'all better Of thinking you've got class Like it's done So I don't kick your ass Like it's done So I don't kick your ass Get stoned before work with the chicken fried cats. I'm your host, Tom Pollard, on the Music of America podcast, coming at you from San Juan, North San Juan, California. I was talking to a friend of mine about my brother's couple's workbook called Two Years After Forever. It's sort of a how-to guide to improve your communicative skills, which, as anyone in any relationship knows, is crucial. So as we spoke later in the conversation, I mentioned the book again. Two Years After Forever is the name of the book I told you my brother wrote. And she interrupts me. She says, oh, wait, your brother's book. I thought you meant a book you borrowed from your brother. Three little words, my brother's book. Two entirely different interpretations. Well, in Two Years After Forever, there are exercises that help you form better communicative skills to avoid pratfalls like that one, along with your partner, Learning and applying these exercises help you get back on track to why, two years ago, you pledged a life together forever. Two Years After Forever, twoyearsafterforever.com, and available at Amazon today and forever. want to talk a little bit about the band name again, but first, we were talking about that guitar uh, off, off, kind of off camera, off mic, whatever. And uh, Rishan, your guitar sounds so boutique, and I just don't see that with Outlaw Country. So let's talk about the coolness of that guitar that you have and how well that fits into like the Outlaw Country sound that I'm getting from the Chicken Fried Cats. Can we do that? Okay, well, like we said, it's got a lot going on. It's like the Starship Enterprise of Telecasters, man. It's... uh... It's uh, trying to be uh, old school, but it's not really. What's going on, it's got, it's got palm benders on the bridge. And what it's is a, that? Well, it's a, well, in musical terms, it, it takes the string and bends it a tone up or a note up. So uh-huh. instead of bending with your left hand, you're just pushing on a, this little lever by the bridge, bend string. And I put mm-hmm. those on. Um, because I thought it would be a cool sound. And at the time, I was having major hand issues, and I thought I wasn't going to be able to bend anymore. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, my intonation was getting really off, and the bends were getting harder to play. Um, so I told my luthier to put those on. Yeah. And it ended up just being a cool sound. Um, I use them in our next song that we're going to talk about, Don't Go to Reno, and I used them in Love Like a Man. And that's all the bending you hear is there's no left hand going on. It's all right hand. And I'm just pushing down on benders to get that sound. On so that's, that's important because that bend, that, that Delta sound, that West Texas swing kind of sound that 
kind of bridges that gap between country and blues or puts them together. And your style, Ian, is pretty much outlaw country. Is that accurate? Yeah, I, I, I do the Bakersfield sound for sure. I do a you lot do. of okay. swing. Um, I went to Union up in Portland, so I'm very jazz. Uh, I'm, I'm versed in jazz, which is why I have a George Benson. I have a, well, side note, I have a George Benson neck pickup instead of the lipstick on the guitar. Got so, to see him live back in the 70s. It was a great concert. Oh, God. He's amazing. Yeah. He's the reason why I have his pickup. He's, yeah. he's my idol. Pat, um, you're so quiet back there, man. Get in here and say something. Talk to us about, about the neck. Yeah, he's a lurker. Exactly. <laughs> in the background. <laughs> tell us about uh, your choice, man. Tell us about your style, the band style, or tell us about the name what, uh, or your location. There, there's four topics. Okay, all of it. It's really fast. <laughs> it's North San Juan, California, and it is a very, very big cannabis culture up here. <clears throat> and um, it's disenfranchised right now because too many people are doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, COVID happened, you know, and a lot of musicians couldn't play music. And then all of a sudden COVID was over and all of his musicians started like mingling again together. Yeah. And I was there the night Ian asked Bree. I was, I was, Bree let me play bass for him at that uh, North San Juan uh, gig. Uh-huh. And it blossomed into this thing. When I, when I show up in the room with these guys to rehearse, it's like they've already got it all mapped out. And on one hand, it's incredibly intimidating. And on the other hand, it's incredibly refreshing because the progress we make is like almost immediate. Wow. There's a high level of cooperation with us. Sometimes a band finds this rare combination of energies that that work. And I'm going to use the word drama. There's the, the drama is just not there, but a lot of support is there and a lot of empathy. And we carry that on the stage with us when we perform. We we just get really high on playing and we know what each other's going to do. Well, we get high, and then we get high. <laughs> no, no, I get high before work. Yeah, we get high before work, for That's sure. Funny. No, not Eric. I get stoned before work. One of my favorite football movies is Friday Night Lights, and there's a scene in there where Billy Bob Thornton, they're in the championship game, and they're losing. And he goes like this. He goes, y'all got to find each other out there. You got to find each other out there. And that's what I just got from what you just said, man. You guys find each other and play. And that's so cool when a band can do that. You know, and we all want to know how Ian hears it. It's like <laughs> we know it's his, his band. He's the captain. You know what I mean? And we cooperate with that and trust it because we smoke weed. Maybe. <laughs> well, I drink beer. You know, yeah. Work too, if it's really a truth. <laughs> so, Captain, tell us about the name because we kind of touched on it, but we never really got into why chicken fried cat. Yeah, how, I do that. This, how did do that come that. about? Well, in all honesty, I'm on, I've gone by Captain Kittens. That was like a street name when I was traveling around. So I had that name, and I met thousands of people. I hitchhiked with people, got rides, and I just was like, I'm not going to let go of that name. Even though I had pretty much stopped calling myself that. Uh-huh. I was like, geez, i got to keep that name around just in case any of these people come across it. And that's just a, a great human interest story and connection to the music. And uh, so I, that that sort of influenced cat, the, the idea of it being Cats. Uh-huh. Uh, but you know, like cool cats, jazz cats, like cool country cats. And I was sure. like, my first idea was like country fried cats. Uh, fried, my my thinking being like fried, like I'm pretty perfect fried, you know. <laughs> Get back to the whole cannabis thing, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, among other things. And 
And then I, uh, you know, cats, cool cats, and then country. And then Breeshan was like, well, I'm a chicken picker. How about chicken fried cats? And I was like, you know, that's got a ring to it. And I love it. I love it. And it turns out it's a hell of a trigger to some people. We've had some, <laughs> like, <laughs> the, the punk rock, you know, punk rock registry of actually chicken fried cats off in the distance. But it wasn't really exactly my intent. But it's funny. Some people only hear that. And immediately, immediately think that we're going to fry cats. He had a DJ refuse to announce a, a gig that we had because she said, "Peta, it yeah. was it was cruelty." She, yeah. Was, yeah. Cruelty. Yeah, she actually yeah. came yeah. back and apologized. Called me a demon, and she's a big supporter now. We got oh, kicked out of a Facebook group. Fact over is, it. like we rescue <laughs> cats. Like I can show you my rescue cat that I have here. Right here. <laughs> I mean, I, we're yeah, it's not about eating cats. No, what it is, uh, uh, Captain Kittens and we're and the we're band. The, we're the chicken fried chicken cats. Fried. Yeah, chicken fried. That's I've got is. I've got a band called the Mint Green Elephants that's coming up later this year. You know, I've got yeah. a band called Moonweed because they didn't want to be sunflowers. Ah. You know, it's just how people come up with names is just amazing to me. You know, <laughs> yeah. I proposed chicken wonton cat, but he said no. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine why they said no. <laughs> but with the you know with with the whole cannabis thing, I never made that connection, but now it makes so much sense with the cannabis and oh, he's cannabis. got other songs, Tom. Ian's got other songs that you know we get completely entertained with about where we live and what goes on up here. Yeah, well, I got a little beef with the sheriff because yeah, he uh, he cut me down. So I've written quite a few songs reflecting that. He's in, lived in it. He's <laughs> lived it. So let's not mention him by name, just in case oh, I ever no. end up in California. <laughs> or if I ever go to Reno. See how I did that? See the segue there? There you go. Why don't I want... Next song is called Don't Go to Reno. Why don't I want to go to Reno? And tell me about that song, please. Oh, uh, you know, well, I mean, I, ha I had a little brief beef with Reno because I went one time for a casino weekend. My girlfriend's parents had... Got racked up a bunch of points on our cards we had three free nights we were super excited and we had lots of fun stuff in our rv and we just parked it to go check figure out where to park and yeah. somebody broke in in 30 minutes and stole all the party supplies oh, camera no. all this stuff i was riding around town with a chain on my bike ready to smack somebody in the damned head <laughs> get my shit back but it didn't happen never found them it kind of put a bummer and i was pretty pissed at reno I mean, that's yeah. not what the song lyrics are about. I sort of just had to make those up. But, based it, on... but it gave you it gave you an impetus. Yeah. It gave you like a motivation. To, to... I've, I've thus, since then, I've come to like Reno again. You know, Never I've been gotten, there. Gotten over Never. my pain. But yeah, the song's about a guy who, who blew all the family dough yeah. in Reno and how he's lost, he's lost his wife and his kids. And it's just kind of a funny, fun song about it's tongue in cheek. If you go, to, if you go to Reno, you're gonna do, don't do all these wrong things that I did because <laughs> it my life, you know. Yes, yeah, like Coney Island, you know, or what other what other gambling resort site do you know of? You know, Vegas. Yeah, yeah, Vegas yeah, is too flashy. Vegas Reno's nice and run down, which is why I like Reno, and we live two hours away. Yeah, it's like yeah, a western I mean, it's town. Really, our neighbor <laughs> city, and there's yeah. prostitution and gambling. And, uh, Pedestrians yeah, don't have the right of way. Yeah. Uh, the, you, you and your car do. So if you hit somebody in the street, like you're okay, you're good to go. That's funny. That's so different. That's so that's that's just so different from the Northeast because the Northeast pedestrians have the right of way and they will stare you down. 
if you know if you're if you're driving yeah. and somebody steps out on a crosswalk in the middle of traffic and they just, still just you. stare at you like how dare you don't you know <laughs> well no not really i grew up in st louis so i really don't know <laughs> well we're going to give a listen to that song and no matter what the title says reno's a pretty cool place you're saying right yeah it's all right it's I'll okay. be playing, uh, me and breach are going to do a gig there uh at the end of september oh and that's fun that's um, we met, we met a, another kind of country guy. Chicken fried cat's light. <laughs> yeah. CFC light. Chicken fried kittens. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have the whole cats. <laughs> We're going to listen to this one right now, though. This one's called Don't Go to Reno. Come on in with a song and a grin And me and a little girl is a bang 
when I'm horny as hell and I'm starting to swell. My balls are so blue, they're black. I had a wife and some kids, but now we're on the skids. I'm too far gone to turn by. Don't go to Reno and do something that you regret. Don't go to Reno and place an awful bed. Don't go to Reno, you'll end up just like me. Don't go to Reno, you can't afford the fee. Don't go to Reno and get caught with hookers and blow. Don't go to Reno and pawn your wife's fur coat. Don't go to Reno and get out PCP. Don't go to Reno and whatever you do, don't you bring home an STD. Don't go to Reno. Chicken Fried Cats from North San Juan, California. And before we say bye to the gentleman, Captain Kitten, what's going on? Let's, uh, this is the shameless self-promotion section of the show where we talk about where we can hear you, where we can find you, where we can buy your songs, your CDs, your merch, shows that are coming up, CDs, et cetera, et cetera, coming out. Talk to me about everything that's happening. Well, as of right now, the best way to get in touch with us or see what's going on with us is our website, which is chickenfriedcast.com. And we also have a Facebook. I know we're a little bit behind the times. Uh, I'm working on getting the other stuff together. Uh, we have tracks. We recently just recorded a short five-song EP, some of which you've heard here uh, at a friend's studio in Camptonville, California. He has all tape system, and we recorded live to tape. It was really cool. And we're talking about recording a full length. We put more time and energy into at his place potentially uh in the winter time so look out for that and that'll be what we really pump <laughs> this is this is audio only so the audience <laughs> is, i'm sitting there talking and all of a sudden <laughs> eric drops in from the top of the screen a picture of the c- cd it's like <laughs> i know i know it's only audio <laughs> you all are fun <laughs> so that's the that's the that's the ep right it's got five yeah, songs on it yeah the ep and it, so, well, you know, it's a kind of monothematic uh, when our when more, the bulk of our material kind of goes over a lot of different places, but uh, it's cool. The, we're gonna we're gonna do a full length here soon. The th- the three songs we heard tonight are they all on that? They are they are all okay. on that. Okay. And you can stream those on our website. And soon, because we just got our LLC started, uh-huh. uh, we'll we'll have them available for purchase and uh, other merchandise. I make my girlfriend and I have a laser cutter machine. We cut like grinders with our logo on them and oh, okay uh fridge magnets and flasks and uh got some trucker hats shirts working on it working on getting some shirts together the upfront capitals a little bit behind That's right now cool. in that regard uh what do you get at a what do you get at a crowd when you guys are doing a show do you get 30 40 people or do you get 100 do you get 500 what do you get it really depends it, it can go both both ways i mean i played to an empty room and then i mm-hmm. played to you know 60 60 to 100 people and we got some bigger gigs coming up here real soon where we're going to get a chance to be get more exposure a lot more and i'm very excited about that i'm a big hockey guy and years and years ago st louis blues st louis blues money blues came out with a jersey with a big red stripe on it ugly 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 jersey and jeff gordon who was the hockey writer at the time said anything to sell shirts i thought boy isn't that the truth you know it's not about hockey anymore in this case it's not about music that much 
you got to make a living and especially post covid it's all about merch anymore branding. you know branding that's, yeah. how, that's a branding it's how you get your name out there and that's how you get those revenue streams that you guys can go out and you can do a a, a two-man show in reno you can go do a show in vegas you know all you guys you know at i guess it's the the business side of this that you know the ugly what do they call it the ugly underbelly or whatever you know definitely the the, the most challenging aspect of it for me <laughs> coming into this this side of it but it's fun and inspiring and exciting yeah we're i find this all exciting and, and inspiring and and talking with you guys is just the people don't know the backstory of this we've been trying to get together for a couple of weeks now on this this whole interview yeah. and uh, we're we're interviewing like a week before i think the show actually airs so it's going to be a lot of fun tomorrow because i can produce this whole thing and get it out to you guys so you can sign off on it so i can get it up so we can have it posted in time for it to air <laughs> fun stuff but uh <laughs> that's kind of how my life plays out there's always about the seat of my pants i swear there we go gentlemen thank you so much eric i love that hat man just love it <laughs> and, and uh uh real quick too i did want to say uh uh pat my my brother bought his first ever bass this year and he sits in jams with us and stuff. So uh, what words of encouragement would you give a somewhat novice bass player? Does he love what he's doing? Does he play from the hip? Bass is about, you know, cooperating with the drum. You keep that bottom beat, keep it really tight, and keep track of 1-5 on his notes on the fretboard. 1-5, there you go. That too. Learn your fretboard. Learn all the notes on your fretboard and where Perfect. they are. Awesome. Bree, next time we do this, I want to see that damn guitar, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I should have brought it. Yeah. You know what? Send me a picture of it, and I'll see if I can find a way to put it on the podcast or something or other when we're getting, when your show airs. I'll, I may not be able to, but I'd still like have, to see it. I have some pictures of it. I took yeah. pictures while I was getting – or he took pictures while I was getting built. I have – And they're on our Facebook and Instagram. Pictures, uh, from my luthier, yeah. I'll send them to And it was built by your luthier there? Yeah, uh, up in Ananda, Christian Salisbury. Check him out. Okay, oh, I will for sure. There's a, a a sponsor of mine called Monkey House Guitar, and he's got when you said that on the uh, pictures or whatever, he actually has a guitar called the Multiverse, and he oh. took pictures of it as he was building it, so you could actually see the guitar being built. It was really cool. Uh, Captain, thank you for putting this together. I wish thank you guys you, good fortune and. Uh, Keep rocking and well, I guess that rocking. What do you? What do you? Yeah, saying? we're not really exactly rocking. Yeah, what do you? What do you? What do you say to country we're people? Swinging. We're honky tonking. We're honky -tonking. <laughs> That's a keep on honky tonking and keep the swing alive. How's that? Yeah, hell yeah, gentlemen. Thank you so much. We've been with the Chicken Fried Cats from North San Juan, California. Join us tomorrow. Kesmir Juice Band with us. You've been listening to the Music of America podcast. If you like today's show. Please go to the website at www.musicofamericapod.com or our Music of America podcast Facebook page. Like us and follow the show and episodes. We tally the votes of all our shows, and the most listened to shows will be rebroadcast on our best of shows at the end of the season. I look forward to having you with us again and listening to the Music of America.